people really need to look at their cow base based on the changes that have come around uh, with regards to the, the Eurostar index and see has there been a movement as a result of the changes and what changes, if any, or what breeding strategy you need to have in place through 2024 in order to try and meet the targets under SCEP. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by cattle specialist Aidan Murray to get an insight into the outlook for the coming year and what farmers can expect. Aidan, you're very welcome and Happy New Year. From the recent Chagas Outlook Conference, how was 2023 financially overall? Overall, it wasn't bad, Catherine. Um, some of the sectors would have struggled a wee bit more than others. But uh, if you take it, the finishing price uh, was up about 3.5% uh, on, on on the 2022 price, which was uh, good, but needed to be because you had higher feed prices, higher fertilizer prices, so the, the cost structure was high. Equally, the younger store cattle uh, and weanlands actually fared uh, better. They were up five five to eight percent overall and probably because they're slightly more extensive in terms of systems you would have seen that they wouldn't have had to carry the same level of costs uh, and that um, and on the suckler side as well we had the launch of the 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 suckler carbon efficiency program or SCEP so some of those payments would have kicked in there towards the end of 2020 which all would have helped out but so by and large looks the 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 uh, gross margin was up on the on the single suckling enterprises and it was backed by about one percent on the on the cattle finishing prices mainly on foot off uh, the fact that production costs were were running slightly higher uh, uh, even though we did see a bit of a lift in, in finished cattle prices and in comparison to 2022 farmers have seen a minor reduction in the production costs in 2023. What's expected now in 2024 with regard to production costs? If you look at 2023 versus the second half of the year when we started to see fertilizer prices ease, and that looks as if it's it's going to continue uh, and maybe with a, a substantially more pace, uh, what I call it, into 2024. So we're looking to see a uh, a significant drop uh, in, in in fertilizer prices uh, as we go through uh, 2024. Equally, um, feed prices were very strong at the start of 2023 and have sort of eased back as we've gone through um, uh, as we've gone through 23 and and should ease slightly, not to the same extent as fertilizer prices will go back, but certainly we would be looking at. Um, we will be looking at a at a continued drop in, in sort of feed prices as we go on. Also, they're they're predicting that there will be possibly an easing in the likes of oil prices and energy prices, which will all help uh, with regard to um, uh, you know lowering the overall cost structure on farms, irrespective of the systems, uh, uh, and that which which will be you know which will actually be good. It'll help margins overall. And overall, what do you think the financial outlook for twenty twenty four is looking like? Well, the the prediction is that that uh, you know that finished cattle prices will uh, will see a slight increase again this year, probably another three uh, percent, uh, uh, and equally we'll see a similar raise in young cattle prices. Even though they were very strong in in twenty twenty three, we we we'll, we should continue to see uh, see a slight increase as we go into twenty twenty four, and that you know the the probably driven. Um, mainly by the the supply issue 
Um, if we look at 2022, for example, we would have slaughtered about 1.82 uh, million cattle. That's dropped uh, to about 1.78 million in 2023. And this, the, the, the figures looks as if we could drop by a, another 40-odd thousand in 2024, which would bring our overall prime kill back to about uh, 1.74 million. Uh, and, that, and it might actually be slightly less than that because one of the features of 2023 was we actually had a very strong live export trade where we have exported over 300,000 cattle and over 204, 205,000 of those were young calves. Uh, that left the country, which will continue to tighten supplies. So, you know, that that would look, uh, would sort of augur well that prices um, should remain uh, relatively stable or, or, or actually quite good uh, for, for 2024. Or, the, the, you know, there's no massive forecast of, of beef coming on the, on the global market either. Uh, and that in our main uh, market, the UK, their supply looks to be relatively stable again in, in, in 2024. Uh, and, um, you know, they will obviously have an import demand and hopefully will be in a position to supply most of that demand uh, as we have been over the years. So, look, our main market looks as if there'll be a demand there. There doesn't seem to be any any real increases in, 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 in global supply coming along. So hopefully that, you know, that's a good good indication that, we, we should have uh, good prices through 2024. That's great, Aidan. And this time of year, it's a good time for farmers to assess what different schemes that they're involved in and what are the different requirements. What are the key requirements for farmers to keep in mind this spring? Well, the the big scheme is obviously the Suckler Carbon Efficiency Programme, or SCEP. Um, and there's a couple of things to bear in mind there. Um, the first one is um, you have the flexibility of changing your your reference figure on that scheme. Uh, and it, it will be probably the third week of, of January uh, that um, the department will open up on ag food and allow that to happen. So basically, if you had, uh, if somebody had a, a reference of 30 and maybe last year uh, for the first year in SCEP decided that, well, I'm going to drop that to 25, they may want to uh, uh, drop it slightly further so they might want to drop it to 22 for example in 2024 they can do it at that time or equally they may want to go back up to their original 30 that they had so there's, there'll be about a four week window there where you can go in and ag food and, and uh, you know adjust it if you need to adjust it if you don't need to adjust it they'll take what's what's currently there or what you had currently uh, set so there'll be no work but the, your advisors will be notified about it and um, you yourselves will also be notified probably via text message, but it'll probably be about the third week of January before that happens. The other thing I suppose to bear in mind is that uh, for the first year, uh, some people may still have um, survey data to record uh, and that's so, you know, you're talking about calf quality, calf docility, uh, cow milk ability, uh, cow mother ability and stuff like that. ICBF will have sent you out a little pocket notebook where you'll have been able to record that. But if you haven't completed uh, all the data for calves born uh, between the 1st of July 22 and the 30th of June 2023, you have up until the middle of February uh, um, uh, to get that in on the system. So you can either put it down on paper 
you, you can record it on uh, on on uh, ICBF uh, on on Herd Plus just by going into the Skep tab uh, and record that. And obviously, we're going to be starting in, in the next few weeks uh, to the the first of the spring calvers coming on hand again. So you know that little notebook is absolutely invaluable. Uh, if you're not already signed up with one of the apps on the phone, it's invaluable to record the data as it happens. So you know. Uh, the the information around the calf birth, um, calving difficulty, uh, the dam, the sire, uh, you know, uh, and the, how lively the calf is, what the sort of birth weight relative to the other calves that you have had born on the farm. So that's something that you that that you'll that you need to bear in mind. Uh, and that and the other thing that has been very topical towards the end of 2023 is that people really need to look at their cow base based on the changes that have come around uh, with regards to the, the Eurostar index and see, has there been a movement as a result of the changes? And what changes, if any, or what breeding strategy you need to have in place through 2024 in order to try and meet the targets under SCEP? Because there will be changes for some herds. And, you know, so, you know, you're looking at what breeds you're using and what you can do within those breeds because most people will probably stay with try and work with the breeds that they've always been working with which you know obviously work for them and 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 use index as best they can around those breeds so th- that's that's fairly that's fairly important um that that uh, that that they that they sort of take note of that and put a plan in place as to what's because it's 25 26 and 27 that the impact of that'll ha- that'll be felt you mentioned there about the survey deadline. That's the first time we've had a survey deadline when you refer back to farmers that would have previously been in BDGP. So that February deadline is really a key date for farmers to be aware that the surveys have to be submitted by that date. Yeah, and some some people may have their surveys already completed and have been paid on them. But, you know, once you go into ICBF and to Herd Plus, on your home screen, there'll be a bar chart will come up and it'll show you what progress you have made with regards to the to the animals that were uh, that you're recording for the, for for the first year of the of the program, uh, and that and you need to have all those bars filled out in order to be, make sure that you you get your payment, and that's what you have to have completed by the fifteenth of February. And there's still a few hundred farmers still outstanding that need to join the Borbia Quality Assurance Scheme in order to comply with the requirements for SKIP, and the deadline for that has been extended till the twenty second of January. Yes, um, there was about 1,500 farmers that had signed up to join Board Bia by the middle of October 23, but for one reason or another hadn't gone ahead and hadn't uh, done the, the their audit uh, and so therefore weren't fully signed up members of the quality assurance. They, they were given um, a, a bit of a derogation that provided they signed up by the 22nd of January and were fully members signed up to board B at that stage as as and quality assured that they would be allowed to continue and skip. So there there was originally around fifteen hundred of those farms. At the moment there's close on half of them already signed up and uh, and that uh, but for the others that if they don't get signed up by the twenty second of January, the the quality assurance is one of those red lines and skip that if you don't uh, pass it or you don't join, then the department will write out and tell you that you're no longer in the scheme. So uh, th- it's something that's important. You know, um, if you are planning on joining or planning on staying in the scheme, make sure that you get 
get back in contact, make sure that the auditor comes out and does the on-farm uh, inspection with you and you get your, your, your quality assurance. Otherwise, once the 22nd of January comes, um, you, you, the, the department will be back on to you pretty sharp to tell you that look because you're not on quality assurance you cannot participate in, in SCAP. That's great Aidan, thanks very much and very happy new year to you. Same to you, thanks Catherine. That's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Aidan for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.